You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kels Charles McMurray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Hello. Happy Friday. We have, you know, another week away from the tragedy that we all experienced together. Um, so that's fun. We'll take that silver lining. Um, everything that we can get. Why not, right? Yes. Um, I didn't ask for much. <laughs> Just a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, only every year since like the 90s, but whatever. I mean, at last, at least like last week's games were entertaining. Like it's, have you picked like a team that you're just like fully going in on? Are you doing Chiefs or like what's your, what's your thoughts? Well, this will come as a surprise to zero people, but um, I will be rooting for, Taylor's boyfriend until um until he's gone. So now that being said, I have been a fan of the Ravens since I like started watching their games mid-season just because their defense is like really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if the Ravens go, just know that like I will also be pleased with that. Um, at the end of the day, I'm probably rooting for the AFC team, um, even if it is against the Lions, though just I don't have full faith in them. Um, so we'll That's see. Fair. I think I'm going to go Chiefs as well, but I also you have that KC connection. You're actually like from there. So I if am. anyone wants to come at you for that. You got well, reasons. The expiration date for anyone coming at me for having multiple teams or <laughs> any sort of affiliations ended like the statute of limitations for that was like over like five years ago. So <laughs> yeah, like point, you're too late. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I'm in my 30s and like it's who I am is who I am. So like you can try to come for me, but I just don't care anymore. Like it yeah, is. It it really is. <laughs> um yeah, I think, and then I think I, uh, but I'm pumped for the Bills, so like I'll I'll put I'll put them as like my NFC team. You mean the Lions? Yeah, Lions. Why did I think I was like Northern Blue team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I mean, plus like that game was just like insane last week. So, yeah. I mean, I do have Bills on the brain too, mostly because I was avidly rooting against them because I hate them. So yes, fair, true, 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 true story. You want to jump in on a quarterback conversation? I'll give you a quarterback conversation. I, I was gonna fans. say, I, was gonna say um, I will hold that against them until further notice. What part? 
Um, just the absurd online yelling at each other that I did accidentally step into, but um, just to make a point, <laughs> and then they won't leave me alone. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude, I totally so last year. It. I still get DMs from like random Bills fans all the time about me pointing out that Josh Allen and Dak Prescott are super similar and that they had the same amount of interceptions last year. Well, that's not that unfair, but like point. I know that it's not. And I was like, I like Dak Prescott. So you think I'm what do you think I'm saying about Josh Allen? Like you're just like pointing it out. Just say that you hate Dak. Like, leave it at that. <laughs> Like there's some unfair scrutiny sometimes. Listen, I'm about. Like, to- I'll show you some unfair scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, like I'm about to sit here and like talk about like how you know we're dealing with this contract. We've been put in a situation that you know we might just have to like just take it. And like it's honestly, at the same time though, I can acknowledge that like Dak isn't like crappy quarterback like that's silly like he's not trash like he's just maybe he's not elite so like there's a fine line and that comes up every single year so like what's new yeah yeah 100 percent. so anyways um well I would like to talk about the quarterbacks because I want to talk about Dak Prescott specifically um you know I think we kind of we're still licking our wounds last week. And, you know, there's a lot of conversations around, obviously now Mark McCarthy is going to be sticking around for his final year. This is kind of like a do or die year um, for Mike McCarthy. And then Dak Prescott is also um, working towards the end of a contract. So as of right now, um, he would be, he's in the final year of his four year deal, which just a reminder was $160 million signed in that 2020 season. 126 guaranteed. It's a $559.4 million salary cap. Second largest in the NFL behind Deshaun Watson, which, you know, Deshaun Watson, like that's crazy. Um, it's not crazy. Just popping, swapping waters this morning, everyone. So um, <laughs> you can think that's what it is, but <laughs> it might not be. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I will preface everything I'm about to say by the concept of like, I still stand behind how markets function. So let's, you know, keep our cool and understand it while we may not like it. It is how the world works. Like it's very much how the housing market works where a couple years ago, like I'm looking to buy a house right now. And the same houses that are going for like $650,000, you guys, were like 400, you know, just like two and a half years ago, it seems like. I'm not even joking. It's like insanity. But it is the going market rate right now. And so like, that's just like kind of, if you want a four bedroom house, that's what you might have to look at paying ultimately in a specific kind of neighborhood. So that's kind of, you know, if you want to have a quarterback that you sign, like, you do have to look at where the market is and pay those certain market rates. And obviously these guys who are having those massive conversations, even if they're not sitting there, like going to Super Bowls, they have pretty talented agents who are very well aware of what that going rate is and are unwilling to compromise because they know that ultimately 
they do have leverage because there isn't a lot of options. And we'll talk about that too. For the alternative, like you, you can't, unfortunately, we, I will allow it because I know we're all mad and very rightfully so and frustrated, but you cannot solely look at these situations in a vacuum, which is the unfortunate part, but also true. It is our reality. So you can't sit there and say you hate Dak Prescott and then be like, well, what's your alternative? (laughs) Like, have you, you you know what I'm saying? Like you want to cut Dak or do all these things. And it's like, well, There's a lot of things even built into his contract or you want to trade Dak Prescott. Like there's a no trade clause, kids. You know, granted, there was a no trade clause with Russell Wilson. It just means that he has to approve of the trade partner. But still, like it severely limits. And there's a there's a no tagging clause, too. So they can't franchise tag him as well. So if they don't extend him, he immediately becomes an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, this is like very you're in a precocious situation to say the least. And I can explain more, but I guess I wanted to preface this by saying that, you know, I want to have this conversation and we'll definitely honor the emotional side of it because it's valid and it's real not to go full therapy talk on you, but to go (laughs) back on you. Cause like mercy, I feel it. But, you know, at the same time, I think, you know, we might find ourselves very much in the same situation we were in this past year with the same people because of, you know, the deals that we're in. So, and the, in the lack of alternatives, Murphy agrees. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what is that noise? Um, yeah, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of like, we'll just cut him and, you know, we'll have Lance and it's like, okay, we don't know what we have in Lance right now. Like I know, you know, the 49ers trusted him for a minute, but they were just fine, like shipping him off and keeping Brock Purdy, who's the last person in the draft. Um, Mostly because they have a offense where you can really stick anybody in no offense to Brock Purdy in any way, but like you just, there aren't a lot of like great options. And if you don't extend Dak, you're, taking up so much money from your salary cap. It's just like, what do you expect to do to improve the team other than, you know, drafting these guys and hoping that they are starters right off the bat, Um, which we've seen is, you know, that happens, but it's not always likely. Right. Uh, So it's just like kind of, it's kind of like, how do you want to play it? Um, I know there's a lot of a lot of talk about like go all in, like just throw money around like you're the Los Angeles Rams. See, they came back like it only took them a couple of years to get back to like playoff contention, whatever. There's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of that. And I can't say that I, you know, know all the answers, but I like you can't discount the fact that you did have an MVP caliber season from a guy in your building that you could keep around. So I guess, I guess I should actually ask you that before we dive into like the full contract. Do you think genuinely that Dak Prescott had an MVP caliber season? Like even despite the fact that he wasn't able to win in the postseason. So just so you guys know, MVP candidates for, you know, um, across the board, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak, and Brock Purdy, in case you've been hiding under a rock. But Dak also 
um, was an AP Offensive Player of the Year nominee um, with Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, CD Lamb, and Christian McCaffrey. So um, they'll be announced on February 8th on CBS and NFL Network. Um, but I think there's kind of, there's a lot of, with the MVP specifically, you know, you're looking at, I, I mean, it's, it, it's like, I feel like from this category, as it stands right now, Dak Prescott's one of the lower performing in the long game than all of those. And I think there's a lot of people who are, there's a, at least a contingency of individuals. And I'm not sure I wholly disagree with them where they're like, yeah, but an MVP, a true MVP would be able to, to get you, you know, into like the, the postseason and actually get you somewhere. Whereas, you know, great seasons are great, but if they don't end in anything other than disappoint, disappointment, like, or even getting closer to the end game, then what's the point? Like, is that really a true MVP? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there are only so many quarterbacks that you can have that are not that you can have that, that are like in this league that I think you can really say that about. And like Patrick Mahomes is obviously the first one. Um, I'm trying to think like Lamar Jackson would be right up there. So that's why I honestly, from the get, I was probably on the Lamar MVP train regardless. Um, I could like always, I I'll always make an argument for Dak, but like my thing is like, I see, I, and I've pointed these holes out and I'm not saying like, I'm some like football genius. Listen to me, Mike McCarthy. Um, but like, it's, there's some glaring, obvious problems that you can fix that just makes it easier for him to have success. And like, for example, like I said, the 49ers offense, plug someone in there and they're going to do well. Now, Purdy had a bad game and he, in the moment where it mattered, he showed up. That's important. And I, but the thing is like, you do have that with Dak, um, you know, prove, and of course that is in season times that what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying you have this undisciplined team that keeps getting penalties. One of the most penalized teams in the league. Right. How about stop shooting yourself in the foot? Number one, um, the offense that we're calling you keep forgetting about like there are times where you're like, oh yeah, CD Lamb. And then there's times where you're like, who's that guy? I don't know him. Like the consistency isn't there. Um, he's like Dak will end up on an island. And again, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He can't just like he can use his feet and he can run, but like I'm not expecting him to just like pull something out of thin air. And when you do expect him to do that, he's throwing into like insane coverage and you freak out and you hold your breath for a minute. Like, I just, I don't love the way the offense is being called. I don't like the way that they've been drafting because I've been yelling at the top of my lungs, like most fans that like, why are we not shoring up the offensive line? And that came to bite us in the A like multiple times this season. So, and I just, I don't love, you know, and you're not, your defenses was like not helping you out. Right. Whereas like, <clears throat> if you're looking at a team like the 49ers, 
And you're just like, well, Purdy's not like the strongest quarterback of all time. Like he has so much assist. Like he has these juggernaut people on like both sides of the ball that like, if he is lacking in something, they make up for it. So if you, if you don't have a Patrick Mahomes, you need a team like that, but the Dallas Cowboys are allergic to free agency and big name guys. Yeah. So do that. <laughs> no, I mean, I would say um, it's all like valid thoughts. I think, you know, one of the things that my like question back to you then would be because I'm not saying I disagree with you. Like I'm not at all yeah. just playing like devil's advocate for the sake of the argument. Then is Dak truly an MVP if he has to be in like, you know, ideal scenarios or ideal situations to like have success? Like, is it, is, you know what I'm saying? Like where, yeah. whereas I feel like I look like a Patrick Mahomes and I'm like, the dude's like, you know, got like his, you know, half of a leg chopped off and, you know, lost four fingers and somehow he still would scare me, you know, even if you gave him two minutes left in a game and I'd be like, you know, Patrick Mahomes can find a way to do something. And Bills should have been a little more scared than they were, I, I would argue. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I, is it, is it, I mean, maybe it's like, is there like a lesser version of an MVP? I don't know. I just kind of, you know, I think for me, and maybe I'm more talking like elite versus like MVP, like maybe MVP is situational where you can talk about like how someone really just stood out that year. And it's less of like them yeah. being elite and more of them having a great season. Like maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, maybe there's some lines to be drawn that I'm not, you know, operating within. Cause I think again, like the thing that just really hangs me up is that I just really feel like that adversity is is like is where you find the people that are great both on and off the field like I just think that that's where you find I mean those are the people that I want on my team like the ones that are like damn it I'm you know I keep getting told no and but I'm you know I wholeheartedly believe in this and I'm gonna find a way or like I'm gonna whatever or the people that can put the team on their back in scenarios and just help move the the move everyone forward. And I just feel like, you know, this was such a pinnacle time and pinnacle opportunity for Dak to do that. And he not only didn't do that, he had a bad game. And I'm like, bro, like it just like it just is like it's I just have I struggle with that. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I'll argue that like he did not give up in that game, regardless of how well he was doing. Um, but like, if you can't stop the gushing wound that your defense opened up, like you're just kind of, you can't playing from behind like that is just going to be a real bad situation. So yeah. if like, if that defense had shown up and gave, gave them some stops, that game would have been so much closer than it like and than it was because they were it was just they were just gushing. Like right. the defense was ass. And so if you can't stop that, like 
you can only, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying our offense was good. I'm just saying, like, if you had a little bit more help, that game wouldn't look so egregious. He didn't play great, but, like, he didn't stop, like, trying to win. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. Like, I think, you know, even listening to, you know, Jason and Kelsey the other day on their podcast, because I've now suddenly turned into a new Heights fan, like every other woman on the planet. Um, um, <clears throat> in my defense, I did like Jason Kelsey before this. So just so we're clear. Um, so did I. Yeah, I was like, I feel like both you and I, I said this in a text and I meant it. The the Long brothers, Chris and Kyle, walked so that the Kelsey brothers could run. There, I said it. Anyways, um, I think that, you know, I heard Chris or I heard um, Jason say something on the show the other day and he was like, just like one of those days where like, no matter what you do, like nothing is working. And like, you know. That must be, I, I can't like not consider that part because I don't feel like it's fair to not go through that side of it too. So anyways, uh, you know. I'll, I'll just, just, I'm just going to point out and I obviously, I've, I'm a DAC defender. I will always cop up to that. Like I, you can be in my DMs all day about it. I don't really care. Um, But I'm just going to point out now if we're talking about like, you know, there's no quit in you or whatever. I'm telling you, like, Dak had a crap game, and he still didn't quit. There, But like we said when we talked about this game last week, you could see several guys that gave up. Like, CD went over there and looked defeated as hell. Right. And it's like, this is the first quarter, my guy. Like, <laughs> we got a long way to go, baby. Yeah, like if you're gonna act like this now, you're quitting. Yeah. Because like I know it's frustrating, but if you you still have to play like a team, and if you have guys that especially a guy like CD, if he's giving up or seemingly so, then like that just doesn't bode well for like making anything happen. Right. Yeah, I mean. Again, like, I think that's totally fair. And, like, I think, you know, I still struggle a bit with Dak and, like, being frustrated with, like, how things turned out. Yeah. But I would say, like, you know, he did have, like, an undeniable season. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I just think that – I just – I just – I think it's going to be hard 
the undeniable really true thing is that it's going to be hard for people to truly, you know, end any debates or like take him like fully seriously, like some other quarterbacks in the league have been able to be, you know, to be taken until he gets to, you know, has like post game success or postseason success in any form. Um, yeah. Like, I think that's going to be the key for him. And like, it, it that's not new news. It's a broken right. record. So like, you know, shocking, like here we are, <laughs> but breaking news, be better. Breaking news. <laughs> the elite or a not elite conversation is going to forever continue. And you can bang your head against the wall because Groundhog Day is today and every day as a Cowboys fan. So it will never die. It will literally never die. We just, all we do is have the same conversations and switch out the players' names. Like, that's all we do. It's literally. I'm all. telling you, if they like put Caleb Williams in the building or something like that, we'd have the same freaking conversation every week. So I'm not even joking. Like, this is straight up like a, it, this is the conversation that we had with Tony Romo a million times over. So here we are. Um, the choke factor. Um, all right. Well, I do want to talk about Dak's contract really quickly because there are um, three different options that this team can do, you know, with Dak's contract. I think we kind of know where, you know, they're leaning towards like some of the things that might happen, but they do have um, the three options. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> do nothing. Which if they do nothing that does make him an unrestricted free agent um, because in his contract, which was so wisely done by Todd France at CAA, um, he, uh, or is he athletes first now? Either way, Todd France, um, they would not be able to tag him. They would not be able to trade him unless he agrees on the trade partner. And um, basically he would become an unrestricted free agent. So there's that. Um, that would also mean that they'd be carrying that $59.4 million cap figure in 2024. So that, you know, the downside to that is if you're out on deck and you're like, I want to do better and I want to figure it out, um, you know, that's going to be difficult to retain guys um, in free agency and also, you know, get guys they want um, because your cap figure is going to be significantly impacted. I know they're going to do some restructuring of some other, you know, contracts like they always do, but I would just, you know, keep that in mind. Um, I also am seeing like they could designate Michael Gallup to post June one cut. I'm, you know, I've done some reading between like uh, Gelkin and Todd Archer are great resources for these types of things. Also um, our guy, Johnny Mishota is great too, but um, anyways, so that's one option. The other thing too is that the Cowboys are not in a very favorable draft position. Um, so they have the 24 overall pick of the NFL draft this year. So all the top Q, uh, QB prospects would be gone by then unless they want to try to figure out some hilariously aggressive trade package. So that's your first option. Your second option is add voidable years to his deal. So his deal already has two more, um, two voidable years on it right now that are kind of dummy years. And really what that is, is a bit of a little bit of a loophole to be able to spread out that money over more time than the actual contract is. So um, his 
deal is technically through 2026, but the the last two years voided into 2024 season. Really, all that is is the Cowboys being able to backload money onto those extra voidable years, so they can, you know, um, I'll, I mean, I'll make a joke. It's like you can have what you want, eat your cake now, and then screw yourself later. Like you can go like full LA if you want. You could also go full um, Saints, and the Saints are not in an amazing position where they haven't quite i mean i don't know what they did with their cap besides everything crazy but anyways yeah um, he thinks that we would end up like the saints well i'm just like telling you that it's kind of like it's putting things on a credit card it's kind of what it is a little bit um it actually totally is and being like i'll pay that next time i get paid like don't worry like it's fine like next year i'll pay that anyways all that to say um, Gelkin identified a bit of like uh, what we're calling in you know all the news cir- circles a loophole. Um, if you know with those voidable years, and they've already done this, so it's just identifying what they've done and just making sure you guys are aware. They can convert his salary into signing bonus. So I was reading, and I think they can go as low as like a little over a million dollars, like convert all but like a million dollars or something into a signing bonus which then they just basically pay him out right now and it saves the cap room and creates that financial flexibility that you're looking for. Um, You know, that would reduce his cap number down to 40.93 million. And so that creates, you know, $19 million or so in cap space. Um, You know, that is uh, an option. Um, You know, I, I would just say that the third option is probably <laughs> the most um the most possible plausible and the one that's like, going to trigger the most people um love yeah oh i'm glad you're getting on it i really am i'm shocked but also happy to hear this they'll sign him to a contract extension which you know undoubtedly will be massive just due to the market so you know at the end of the day um that gives you fixed cost at the quarterback position, um, short-term cap, uh, cap relief. But, you know, I think that it would, it, I would be remiss not to also discuss the fact that like, it really does seem like this Cowboys team believes in what they have in Prescott. Mike McCarthy seems to believe in what he has. I know he only has one year left by McCarthy himself, but I think that, you know, as disappointed as, you know, the front office and everyone is, I think they still believe that Dak is their guy and he really truly is like, if you want to say it, it's like, what do you want to do? Send him to another team so he can go like full DeMarcus Ware on you and go win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Like that would be trash. You you know what I'm saying? Like that sucks. And like, we all know like that his nightmare, he goes to like the bears and they have all these picks and they just surround him with all the best people. And then he like brings the bears back from obscurity and wins the Super Bowl. (laughs) Literally like that, like what a nightmare. So, you know, he is this prime and he's coming off of his best season yet. Like he finished first in the league in passing touchdowns with 36 second in QBR, which I will point this out QBR. If he plays second in QBR, he had 72.7 in QBR. That just kind of shows you that like all, even all the best guys are having crap games. So like for a record, just to play devil's advocate and be fair and third in passing yards. He did clean up his interceptions, you know, but I just, 
I don't know. I think those are kind of the three options. Like it sounds like we know where you stand, Meg, but I will kind of let, I will defer to you on, on weighing the possibilities. Um, I'm team extend Dak. I don't care if that makes you mad, <laughs> not you, but like you would be general you. Okay. Um, I just, I think that especially the, the keeping Mike McCarthy thing and not firing him, which they had every, if they wanted to, like, no one would be like, oh, why did you do that? Like, keeping him really says that, like, all right, we're going to try this one more year. But, like, to make that actually happen, I genuinely think that you have to extend him because, like, if you want to put talent around him and go all in, which I beg, I beg of them to make a move. I, I want a name. Like, give me give me someone that's like sexy. I, I want like a big name. Do it. You need Henry. the sex appeal. You can't, you can't get Derrick Henry. <laughs> Don't extend him. I'm, I swear to Bob, there's too much stuff that would happen. Listen, would... Derrick Henry already lives in Dallas in the off season, can confirm. So like that's. I know his baby mama. She wants him in Dallas too. She's a Cowboys fan. Really? Yeah. I did not know this. Like that whole, the in-laws, I guess. I call him, I say baby mama, that sounds disrespectful. They're obviously very together and like committed and whatnot. But like that family is giant Cowboys fans. So, yeah, they would love that. <laughs> when you were offline about that, I was fully unaware and I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, but, and that's, that's not tea. Like you can go look that up easily. Um, but like, please, if you want to do something like that, I genuinely feel like the extension is how you get there. And, like, imagine Derrick Henry with, like, someone like Dak Prescott. That'd be fun. Right. Because he's been with Brian Tannehill. Brian <laughs> Tannehill. From, like, the middle of nowhere. Like, give me give me Derrick and Dak. That'd be fun. Let's do something crazy. Jerry, get weird. I dare you. I would love, I would say, if you did want to talk about areas of you know, improvement in supporting Dak, the run game would definitely be it. And I feel like, didn't Des tweet about like some kind of like, maybe talk about bringing Elliot back in, you know, on Twitter at one point. And I was like, what are you, like he had some like insight. I don't know. Either way. That would have been cool. But I think that's more so like, it is the, it's the, the, what am I trying to say? The ebb and flow of like how our run game has been working is like you just have the battering ram and then you have the swift guy. Right. So we you're missing that battering ram. Yeah, I mean Enrico did a good job, but like and and again, like when you when you leave yourself vulnerable on the offensive line, because you can't expect your best five to be completely healthy every week. You knew that going into the season. You knew that before the season. And you didn't do anything about it. What the so, F, guys, is what we're really trying to say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you knew that you were going to have games without Tyron Smith. You knew that, like, this might be one of his last seasons. You know that maybe, like, Zach Martin is getting up there. Like, why are we not, like, getting their replacements? So they can learn behind them or something like that. I don't even know. Start right away. Does it feel fair for you to say, would you have, would you have made a change with Mike McCarthy or like, you I, know, look, 
Mike McCarthy, I think he's a nice guy. Like, I'm not going to talk about like how, like him as a person, 10 out of 10. Um, I have never liked him as a, as the coach personally. And I've said that a million times. And I, I'll tell that my biggest reason is <clears throat> he's a liar. Number two, <laughs> he is, he just, he always lies and he shoots himself in the foot. And I'm like, why did you even say that? Because that you knew that was a lie. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I watched all this film lie. And then he's like, oh yeah, you know, we're, we're going to be ready. And then he's like, we didn't really practice as much as we could have. Like, why do you say crap like that when you're not doing anything to back yourself up yeah. all the time? That's just too like off the top of my head things, but I've definitely gone on this rant several times because he just will randomly say something at the beginning of the week. And then he'll come out later and he'll be like, just kidding. Like, so like about that guys about that and i'm glad that the guys in the building like you like that's great it's because i think you're genuinely a nice guy but i can't stand him as a leader and it drives me nuts well it it definitely does feel like there's like two conflicting schools of thought in terms of like if he actually is leading the locker room because uh wow i mean the things that were coming out even just from the families of players this off season was a lot like I know those family members are not in the locker room so like that's not fair to say and put that on him but like I do wholeheartedly subscribe to the where there's smoke there's fire theory and you know I don't know like I do not think that that like fully reflects like how Micah and CD and Dak feel but I also am like oh my god like I don't know. I just, it's like, maybe, maybe that is showing like cracks in the infrastructure, in the culture that we were unaware of. Maybe if he's just stopped lying for fun, then like people would like him more. Just maybe like, just don't be a lying dude because all men lie. Always egregious and not necessary. Like, yeah. You don't have to say these things and shoot yourself in the foot, but you just like football coach mentality though, where it's like, don't tell them anything and like make it up. Well, then if you don't tell them anything, don't admit that you're a lying liar who lies. You lit liquor. Like how is someone going to come back and say like, oh, you watched all this film? Like, and he's like, no, I didn't. I was, I just said that to get a job. Are you kidding? How is anyone going to know? Why do you have to do that? Yeah. Yeah. At least, like, stick to your gun. Don't be a liar. Be a better one. Be better. <clears throat> That's all fair. So, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me. It feels like you're of the opinion then that they have their best chance to win with Dak and to extend him to keep the cap, you know, consistent. Maybe do a little bit of this signing bonus to alleviate some of this cap space. Um, get your quarterback back on board and get him some more support around him. Does that feel fair? Well, it's it, we. the funny part, yes. And I, I probably promise this is a very short point, but I'm just going to say like, didn't we beg for that when it was Tony Romo? Like, I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Can some- My how the turntables, kids. It might be 2024, but it sure feels like 2012 to me. I mean, find the lie. You can't. Well, 
You know, I think that, I don't know, like, I think Dak's great. I, I think the MVP thing to me, um, you know, in full transparency, I, I think I expect some more production in the postseason um, to wear that badge of honor. Um, But that's just me personally. Um, You know, I think realistically speaking, Dak is your best option right now. I think I, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay in the toxic relationship, but have some severe trust issues. How's that? So this time next year, (laughs) see you there. Like, (laughs) it literally sounds like exactly what we said last year. It's so predictable of them to do this to us. I mean, you know, if they're not making any changes yet again, I think is kind of the point. I'll give them credit for being consistent. Like they are consistent. If not consistently making me cry. 100%. 100%. Like, it's not well, but, like, they are good at it, so. At least you can, like, set your clock to it, right? Yeah. Like, you know what to expect 100% from this yeah. Dallas Cowboys team. So, um, anyways, <clears throat> that is the long and the short of it. We didn't even get a really chance to talk about Vic Fangio, because, Obviously, we've now cemented Dak as the the quarterback on this podcast, at least for next year and um, or the future. Vic Fangio uh, is now going to be the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, which is hilariously not funny for us. Hate it. Hate it. Um, So, you know. You need to play against this Vic Fangio defense with this offense run by Mike McCarthy. Great. Can't wait. That's going to be a fun time. So, um, you know, the Cowboys, if they end up paying up, which I think a lot of people are of the opinion they will, or at least a lot of people that are <clears throat> covering the team and are paid to do so. Yeah. You know, these two, Dak, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, will definitely have to earn their money's worth. So there's that at least. Yay. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Now that we've secretly depressed everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. It's just, you know what? Like Fridays are a great day. It's hard to bring you down on Friday. So like, we're just going to try our hardest. I'm they just- are. Like, I'm going to watch so much TV this weekend. I can't wait. Honestly, same. Please text me what you're going to watch because. Oh, I have so many suggestions. When I was sick, I went through like seven different, seven different shows. So. Good. I'm almost done with your book. The Finley Donovan knocks a dead one. So it's um, fun. It is a fun one. Um, I only have like 60 pages left. So oh, those um, are quickly. I know. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I'm gonna be done in like 45 minutes after we hang up from this. So get ready. Um, <clears throat> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, and my dearest Mego. Uh, you should definitely subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast, wherever you hear podcasts whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Uh, coming out with us on social media too. <clears throat> I'm on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. I'm also on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. 
Um, also, uh, there's some really important parting words we're going to leave you guys with. So Megan, um, you know, we only put a touch on it briefly, but this just cements this sentiment for us today. So please leave the good people with what they need to know. This one goes out to you, Vic. Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds are not real. Bye, guys. <laughs>